find an informative podcast all about training working dogs? Look no further than the LWDG Pod Dog. This weekly show is hosted by me, Joe Parrott, founder of the Ladies Working Dog Group. And I chat to experienced trainers and experts in the field who will give you helpful tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or you've been working with dogs for years, this podcast will have something for you. So pull up a chair, pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to LWDG Pod Dog. Let us help you build a better bond with your best friend. Recently, I was interviewing Michelle Osman for the Gundog Journal. Now, some of you may remember we spoke to Michelle not so long ago. But as part of the conversation we were having for the interview, we just started discussing how you could train dogs. And more specifically, how you could train dogs using the food bowl game. This is too good to leave out of this podcast. So here we are, the seven steps to teach and retrieve with a food bowl. We've also videoed this, so if you'd like to see Michelle and I having this conversation, please head over to the lwdg.com, pop on our blogs, and you'll find the video link there. How are you anyway? I'm good, thanks, and you? Busy, but in a good way, always is a good way. I look at our group sometimes and I think, we must have found thousands of the most lovely ladies possible. They're all really polite and they're all... They all want to help each other. And I just think oh, it's just it, every time I go on there, I think it gives me hope in humanity that, you yeah. know, do you know, like I think in our group, right, one of the biggest conversations, like when people join, they we ask them why they're joining. And I would say 90% are recall, heal or stop. It's them three things. It's like they're like the three things that just people – you know, I don't. I think for most people, getting the dog to bring back a dummy, even if it's not even not neat, and the dog runs around a bit at the end, they can get the dog to to want to do that. But getting them to want to recall, getting them to stop, and getting them to heal, I think that's probably as for for new people, that's their biggest problem. So, what what do you say the seven steps of, of a recall are, of a retriever? Um, I've got a handout on it. Um, so the first bit is steadiness, right? Will your dog sit next to you, whatever is happening? Whether there's rabbits getting up and running, there's a thousand partridge around his feet, there's birds being shot, you're on the beach and the kids are throwing tennis balls, you're at a football match, you're at a cricket match. Will the dog sit there, whatever is happening, and be really steady? Yeah. Second stage is, will the dog be steady when you move? So if you think about when you line a dog up to send it, you put your leg out, you put your arm out, and then you send it, don't you? You give your command. 90% 90% of dogs run in as soon as the leg moves because it knows what's coming next. So yeah. I spend a lot of time putting my leg out and my arm out, but not saying go back. I get to the point that until my leg's gone out, my arm's gone out, and I say go back, the dog doesn't go. Yeah. It's like a three-point trigger. Yeah. Those three, the safety catches on unless that happens. So that's your second part. Your third part is will your dog run out in a perfectly straight line? We own spaniels. We know that naturally they can go straight for about 12 foot and then all of a sudden the hunt kicks in. Yeah. That is no good if you're walk-up shooting because if your bird's been shot in front and you send your dog out and it starts to hunt the rest of the field, you ain't going to be popular with the rest of the guns because you would have flushed all the birds. You haven't worked that ground yet. So the dog must go out in a straight line. When it gets there, the fourth point, will it pick up whatever's there? Pheasant partridge, your handbag, your keys, your slippers, your bra, your pants, um, pigeon, half blown up pigeon, 
rat, squirrel, whatever you want to call it, will it pick up whatever it is? So I spend a lot of time training my dogs on toys, household objects, anything. My hat blew off the other day on the coastal path as I was running with the dog. So I stopped, unclipped the dog from the harness, lined him up and sent him to go and get my hat. You know, because... Yeah, walk all the way back down there, but he might as well go and get it. He loved it, <laughs> and he was a canny cross dog again. Um, you know, so will it go out in a straight line? Will it pick up whatever you want? When it's got whatever you want, will it come back as fast as it can, the same route as it went out in a straight line to you? That yet again about a straight line is the quickest route from A to B. Yeah, and secondly, you don't want it disturbing ground you haven't worked. Yeah. And if you're on a, a shoot day, it could be that, that a bird's been shot very close to where the next drive is. You want that dog to go to exactly where that dead bird is, not flush the rest of the next drive out. Yeah. And then finally, when it gets back to you, there's two more parts. I think that's seven. Um, might be eight. The final thing is, will your dog deliver to you? So delivery to me is when my dog sits in front of me with a bird or something in its mouth, right in front of me, almost with its front paws on my toes. Yeah. And then the final part is the important bit called present. That's when my dog goes, da-da, here it is, mum. I'll hold on to it until you're ready to take it. A lot of people think delivery is just when the dog gets it back to you. No, that dog has to be able to hold it for as long as you want it to. I used to work eight to ten dogs. If somebody came in with a dead bird and somebody came in with a pricked bird, that dog with the dead bird had to keep hold of that bird until I was ready to take it because yeah. I had to deal with the injured game. You know, ethically, I've got to dispatch that and get it in the pocket. Yeah. And also, if two of them came in with injured game, if he dropped one of those birds, it could be running off, and we'd have all hell for bloody leather going on. God knows how many spaniels trying to chase a runner at my feet. I've had it happen. Um, you know, it just becomes chaos. So they have to come into me, right into me, and then just sit there and present it and wait for it to be taken. So for me, those are all the parts of a retrieve so the coming directly back to me is a recall bit um food bowl retrieve covers steadiness um it covers um sending the dog out in a straight line because you do it against a fence or a hedge yeah it covers coming back in a straight line because you can feed a treat when the dog gets back to you you can get that dog's head right in underneath you with the treat here and the dog's nose is up here for the treat which is yeah. the position you want him when he's holding something. Yeah. And I would work that lots and lots. And on the side at home, I'd have lots of toys in the house that the dog could pick up and bring to me. And I'd practice holding it and sharing it, holding it, leave, hold, leave, hold. So the dog now believes bringing me things, things to me is sharing it. Yeah. So you, don't get any, you don't get dogs taking a bird and coming back to you going, no, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Because the dogs and that, cockers do. I'll lie, I'm lying about that. Cockers do that all the time. Um, just because they're little, they want my back to hurt. But when they bring it back, I want the dog to want to give it to me because I'm going to take it off and give it back to them. And if I've got a young dog in the shooting field and it's its first day picking up, I will take that bird out of its mouth and I will give it back to it, just as we've practised at home. So, As yeah. it gets older, I'm just grabbing the bloody bird and sending it off to get the next one because, you know, we're picking four, 500 birds a day. We can't mess around. But in the training, I want the dog to think bringing things to, to me is about sharing. And if he gives it to me, he'll get it back. Doesn't That's get so back. lovely, isn't it? Because then they, it, again, it just strengthens the relationship. So out of curiosity, because I'm sure um, now people are going to listen to bits of this. 
what's in the food box? So you send them out to a food box, which is a small amount of food. Yeah. And then bring them back and then give them a treat. So I will I will use it as a heel work exercise. So I might sit the dog up on a lead, walk them very nicely at heel, ask them to sit, step to the side, put the food bowl down in front of them, remind them to leave it, put two or three bits of kibble in it. I'm on that tight. Yeah. Um, or a little bit of raw food. Come back to the dog's side, tell them to leave the bowl, heal them away. So this yeah. is all heel work training. Right, okay. Come, the first few times the dog will be going, excuse me, you've left a bowl, you've left a bowl, you've left a bowl. But yeah. you're doing it next to a fence or a hedge. So the dog's tight to the fence or hedge. So the heel work's getting good. Get back to where I started, turn the dog around. And I'm, when I say started, I'm talking at probably like 20 foot away to yeah. begin with. I'll do this in a 12-foot kennel easily. Yeah. Turn the dog round, sit the dog up, take the lead off, and then I might go for a little walk on my own or step away from the dog, reminding it to sit. So I'm creating that steadiness I talked about. Yeah. There's a food bowl out there with some of their food in. It doesn't go till I tell them. Yeah. I then would come back, I'd line the dog up and send them. They'd get to the food bowl, they'd eat two or pieces, two or three pieces of food. And then most dogs will look at you and go, oi, the food's run out. You can recall them because you've now got eye-to-eye contact. Yeah. Dog comes back to you. You've got some food in your hand. You can get that perfect delivery position right at your feet with the dog sat, feed them a bit of a treat, and then you can finish off with them into heel if you want to. Genius. Women are going to love you forever for that. <laughs> I start um, this at eight weeks old with puppies. They will get fed most of their meals playing this game. And it'll be on the patio, in the kitchen, or when I have kennels in the in front of the kennel corridor. Um, somewhere where they can't really go wrong. You know, it's nice yeah. and easy because I want to teach that straight line. So if, they, if they're in a corridor or hallway, they're not going to go wrong, are they? They're going to oh. go out straight and come back. So you're creating, you know, as a behavioural trainer, I want to create behaviour stroke habits. So if I only give them the option of doing that, I'll create that habit. If yeah. I do that from eight weeks old and possibly do, I would say with an eight-week-old puppy, I might split them, their meal into five portions and do five food bowl retrieves with them. Yeah. That's that dog's training done for the day. Yeah. yeah. They've not done anything wrong. They've gone backwards and forwards. So you, the dog is exercising, but under your control. Yeah. You're in, in time, you can build that up to be, I don't know, 100 yards away. My dogs here will walk up three paddocks with me at heel. I'll put a food bowl down. They then all heel back three paddocks. And then one of them is lined up and sent back for the food bowl. That's sheer genius. Would you like me offline to send you the handouts for the um, food bowl retrieve that I've got and the handout I've written up for the um, various parts of a retrieve? Yes, that'd be lovely. Um, What I tend to do with my clients is I send them home with the homework. And then about a week later, I diary to drop them an email going, how's it going? Send me a video. What are you up to? Yeah. Because, um, if they, I don't want people coming back to me and me taking their money when they haven't finished what I've already asked them to do. Yeah. But equally, I don't want them going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, once you start to go wrong, it's very difficult to track back. You've then got to get that thought process out of people's heads. So if I could just get them to send me a little video of them doing the food bowl retrieve after a week, I can then go, oh, oh, that's really good. But 
Now let's have a look at what your body's doing when you're sending the dog. Yeah. Look at your body when the dog comes back into you. Why are you leaving, leaning over the dog? Stand up straight. You want the dog, to, as if it was a puppy, you'd want to be lay on the floor with the puppy running up and down your chest. Imagine your big dog coming up to you and really wanting to be here. Stand up straight. So you can pick those little things up because otherwise, after a time in that instance, the dog won't be coming in because leaning over him He's not going to keep coming in. He's going to get further and further away. And so I would say to people, come back when you've finished what homework I gave you. But if you get a problem in between, just give me a shout. The full food bowl retrieve I do in all my companion dog classes. I've got puggles that do the best retrieved food bowl retrieves ever. They are bang. And that's a pug crossed with a beetle. Beagle. Yeah. They're as solid as a rock. They go out to that food bowl. They eat the food. They come back and they almost take the owner off their knees where they boom into them like, give me your food. <laughs> you know, and, and it's great because on a really wet day, the owner can sit in their lounge playing food bowl retreats with their puggle who doesn't want to go out because the pug bit doesn't want to get wet. Yeah. Um, you know, and they can exercise their dog in the house, feeding them their food. Right, thank you for that. There's some handovers on an email just to say this is the sort of thing I send clients. And Brilliant, lovely, fantastic. And I'll see you in Dog and Duck. Yeah, 8.30 tomorrow night, isn't it? Yes, 8.30 tomorrow night and 8.30 every Wednesday. Just log on through the website, is it? Or Yeah, you well, when you go to the website, log in, yeah. get your calendar, and yeah. all the links are in the calendar for everything all the time. It's me and technology, love. It never works. See you soon. Thank you for listening to LWDG Pod Dog with me, Joe Parrott. Now, we all know training a dog takes time, energy and patience, but our lives can be really, really busy. Don't worry, the LWDG has got you covered. Join us for our free planning workshop where we'll show you how to use short 10-minute training sessions each day to fast-forward your dog's education. Our experts have years of experience in training dogs and will help you get started on the right foot. Register now and start making progress with your furry friend today. Go to our Facebook page, The Ladies Working Dog Group, and click on the pinned post. Or visit www.thelwdg.com. Music.